this is Amanda and Dave from the Owlish Folk. Today we're going to do another little owlette, and this is kind of piggybacking off of the previous episode we did about the words James Joyce invented. So today we're going to kind of continue on in a short little episode about some other words that some famous authors or other people invented. Hi Dave. Hi. So let's hear a good word that you have. uh... First of all, you usually start the episode with an insult for me. But this is an owlet. Can I start with an insult for you? Yes, please do. This is so exciting. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead. Uh, Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And with me is the blatherskite Amanda. <laughs> blatherskite? Blatherskite, yes. Oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah. It's so insulting and I love it. Please tell us what it means. A blatherskite is someone who talks a lot but doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I have been waiting for this opportunity. Oh my for gosh. Weeks. How do you feel now? I feel just overjoyed. I do think that I talk a lot and often don't make sense, so it is pretty appropriate. What are you talking about? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that is a great word. So we're going to talk today then about, we're not going to answer a question. Right. right? We're going to just talk about words that we like that were coined mm. by other authors. Uh, do you want to go first? Sure. So one author that I love that has invented a lot of words is J.R.R. Tolkien. And you know, a lot of people know him from his Lord of the Rings books, but he was actually a lover of language and he was a really amazing Anglo-Saxon or Old English scholar. So he created a lot of great words. Um, Adderkop. Adderkop. Yeah, means... it means spider. Adderkop. Okay. Yeah. And it was um, to describe the great spiders of Mirkwood. And he also uh, coined the word tween. Between, like, in between childhood and teenagers. Yeah, that's right. Because it was um, made to refer to 20-something hobbits. Okay. Uh, My first one is the word robot. Robot? Robot. But everyone knows robot and what it means now. But uh, it didn't originally mean that. So originally, a robot was coined by Carol Chapek, who was a Czech author. Uh, in a play that he wrote. And robots were the serfs, the people who just worked the land. Oh. And they worked, they were seen as sort of mindless workers doing menial work mm-hmm. or doing work that was, that didn't require a lot of thought. So these were the robots. And so that word robot comes from the Czech robota, meaning forced labor or ju- drudgery. Oh, wow. But uh, then this was repurposed in English to mean something that you're that's programmed to do this some kind of menial work. Mm. All right, what's your next one? Well, like Tolkien, who invented a lot of words and was a lover of language, Lewis Carroll has a lot of great words. And in his Adventures of Alice and also in the uh, Through the Looking Glass book, he has a lot of great words. So a word like chortle, right, uh, which is kind of a mash of chuckle and snort. Um, frabjus. Fragus? Frabjus. Oh, frabjus. Yeah. F-R-A-B-J-O-U-S. It's delightful or joyous. Oh, frabjus day, she giggled. Oh, that's sweet. That's yeah. really sweet. 
Yeah, it's great. So it's a blend of fair, fabulous, and joyous. Okay. I like that your words are words that no one else uses that are very <laughs> specifically in a certain domain. My robot and my next word is meme. Meme. Again, a word everybody knows. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as I know, this first came from a, a book published in, I think, 1976, The Selfish Gene by Richard Dawkins. And... Meme, spelled M-E-M-E, is supposed to mimic gene, G-E-N-E. And the whole book is about how the gene is the unit of uh, replication and everything in an inheritance is governed by the gene. Then the comparison is made with not just biology, but also ideas. Ideas can spread in a certain way and the ideas that stick around for a long time have some quality that makes them stick around for a long time. And there's no design to this. It happens to be that some things stay in the mm. culture and some things just disappear. And the cool. things that stick around and gain popularity are memes. Mm. But now we think of memes as a kind of a, a picture of a cat with Wellington boots and a caption saying, <laughs> oh, rain and raining cats and dogs or something. Right. Do you have a favorite meme? No, no. I like the owl memes. Have you ever seen there, it's um, a picture of a snowy owl and it says, oh really, O-R-L-Y with a question mark. And the owl always has a really surprised face, like its beak is open. And It rings a bell, yeah. yeah. And I think this is the memes that work well mm. are ones where there's something very expressive in something that wouldn't usually express in yeah. that way. Um, and there's something that makes you kind of think about something in a new way. Oh, that's a great origin of that word. Yeah, but it doesn't, cool. it's not used now in the way that it was originally intended. It's changed, changed meaning in a way. And that's how words work, right? Mm. We don't get to control what happens to them in the future. Yeah. Well, another word that I like that is kind of similar to your robot and meme is Yahoo. Okay, and this is from Gulliver's Travels, That's right, right yeah. Jonathan Swift... Uh, created it and a yahoo was a make-believe species in Gulliver's Travels. Now it's a search engine that people don't really use anymore Um, but also today the word yahoo refers to somebody that's kind of like an oaf or a barbarian. Now there were the horse people, right? The hinims. Ah they were the Mm -hmm. they were the horses and then the humans who would behave like animals they were the yahoos, Mm -hmm. right? Ah I see so when people are described as yahoos they're kind of uh, hooligans or Kind of mindless. Individual. Yeah, they closely resemble human beings in the legend. So Yahoo, then I suppose, with the search engine connection, links us to another great word, Google. Okay. And Google is, of course, these days the search engine of choice for most people. Originally, Google was called Backrub. Huh? Did you know that? Backrub. Backrub. Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Um, because the system. Um, used backlinks to figure out how to rank sites huh. according to importance, how to, I think, lay out the, the search, uh, the results page. But then the founders landed on a new name which was related to the word Google, G-O-O-G-O-L. Is that Russian or something? No, it is not, okay. but it's a good guess. Now, Google, a Google is a one followed by a hundred zeros. And so I think the, the term Google was a great way to, to kind of conjure this idea of a massive number, a massive number of search results, a lot of information, Google. Wow. But they misspelled it. I don't know if it was intentional or accidental, but Google became Google, G-O-O-G-L-E. Wow. The term Google was 
coined by, by the nephew of a mathematician called uh, Kastner, by Edward Kastner. Um, and he was looking for a term for a large number, one followed by a hundred zeros, and this kid, nine years old, just came up with the word Google, G-O-O-G-O-L. Well, what should cool. we call this massive number? Let's call it a Google. And so it stuck. Now, this is the story. I don't know if, there's, if this is a myth or if this is true, but I've read it in a few different places, so I think it must be true. I've not read another origin for this. But if it's not right, I would like to be corrected. Please correct Dave if he's wrong. Do you know what author was credited with inventing over 2,000 words? Um, Shakespeare? You're right. Good guess. Yes. He invented leapfrog, bump, eyeballs, and probably alligator. No way. Yes. The word alligator first appeared in Romeo and Juliet, and scholars think that it came from the Spanish term el lagarto, which if you say it quickly, el lagarto, alligator. I cannot believe it. So alligator was not used before Romeo and Juliet. Well, that was the first time that it was found in print. So people do debate. It may have been spoken before then, but it, right? Yeah, because, well, people are saying it probably derived from that Spanish term. Um, but it did first appear in Romeo and Juliet. So th- in this way, Shakespeare's a little bit like James Joyce. Yes. In that he took words from other languages to describe something uh, that he was more familiar yeah. with. I don't know how familiar he was with alligators. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I don't know how many people somewhere. in London were at that time. Yeah. There must have been people with animal collections, exotic animal collections. Yeah. Okay. Um, Taxidermied alligators. Yeah. That is fantastic. Okay, should we wrap this episode up here? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, so a few words which were coined by authors or coined from other individuals. I hope that was interesting to you. Yes, hope you enjoy it. Thank you for tuning in to The Alish Folk. Yeah, remember, if you enjoyed the show, please tell somebody else about it. Share it with someone else um, because we don't market the show, but we do want to share it as widely as possible. Thank you. Thanks in advance. Thanks to Justin for the music, New Media for the artwork, and a big high five to Jeff at Central Sound and Picture. If you enjoy the podcast, please tell your friends and subscribe. You can contact us on Facebook and Twitter at The Owlish Folk. Send us questions or comments to theowlishfolk at gmail.com.